first week of fall camp. It was a, it was a good start. I like where the kids are, a lot of excitement, um, a lot of learning, like we talked about. Uh, every day is a, an opportunity to continually get better uh, in the weight room, on the field, in the meeting rooms, you know, how we're taking care of ourselves off the field from a nutritional standpoint. And so I think they've handled all those challenges very well. Um, we were able to get into pads as the week went on and, you know, happy with their progress. Uh, lots of work to do. Scrimmage yesterday was the first time these young men have played football for quite a while and lined up and played uh, real football, um, put the ball down and drive it and see what happens on offense and defense and special teams and a great learning um, film that we'll have today. Uh, ended up getting 80 some odd snaps on the day, which was good. Uh, we're looking for around 100, but it ended up being 80, which was just fine. And uh, so we continue to work through camp and um, a good start with a good attitude and, uh, you know, lots of work to obviously get done as we continue to progress. No questions, so we're done. Hey, Coach. Uh, I, I don't know if you can hear me or not, but uh, sorry. Good afternoon. Hey, uh, I know your defensive backfield is very experienced. Troy LaFetz Jr. is one guy that stood out to you last year's in fall camp. What have you seen so far in him this year as he looks to take on maybe more responsibility and uh, continues to improve? Well, Troy's done a good job of, you know, switching positions and playing in different packages and scenarios for us at this point. Um, you know, we will move Troy back to more of where he played last year, um, which I think will be, be good for him as a whole. So it'll be him and Shaq back there at the safety position. And then we'll move some kids around at the, uh, our F linebacker position and, and see where that goes. Troy is so valuable um, after a week of evaluation, he's really good there too. Uh, but we want to always work to get the best 11 guys on the field and a slight adjustment, him going back to where he was last year more. He'll still be up there sometimes playing on the edge of the defense, depending on the defensive package. Um, I believe it gives him more of an ability to make plays, um, see more of the field, be around more of the field, and be a little bit more of a leader back there at the safety position. So he's done great. He's progressing. Um, excited about uh, you know his play, and we expect him to be a dominant force back there, and he expects the same. Thanks, Coach. Coach, what does the what's the defense looking like as a whole with uh, the switch to the three four? Um, now Frank Miley and Stacy Collins are running the show. How's the front seven developing um, as a as a unit? Well, that's a great that's a great question, um, and it's a great. Uh, area for us to continually dissect every day, quite frankly. It's, uh, you know, you're only as good as your fronts are. And um, we're progressing and we are playing some odd front. We're playing some even front. It's not all just odd. We're bouncing in and back and forth and, and really trying to get a continual feel of our, our players that are there um, and the young men that we have. You know, we've never seen Marcus Moore play live football before um, until this last week and never seen him in a scrimmage until yesterday. And, you know, we know what Justice brings and Holly brings and Sone brings. And, you know, those guys are, are in the packages they're moving through. So the defensive front um, doing a good job um, of adapting to a few different fundamental techniques that we're 
we're putting at him to get from the odd front to the even front. The inside linebacker position, you know, somewhere where there's a bunch, there's there's a bunch of competition at inside linebacker position, and it's it's fun to watch that continually grow. We need to really be too deep there for sure um, at that position. Like it's always your goal to get as solid or too deep as you possibly can, but it's really important at that inside linebacker position this year is our belief to get those four young men in there playing and battling through it. And there's, there's a good fight going on at that position. And then you have to include our, our B linebacker uh, in that defensive line, if you will. And Nick Henniger, Elijah Shelton are doing a nice job uh, in that uh, at the B position right now of kind of battling it out. And um, so we got a ways to go on the front um, just, you know, it's a week into camp. So the physicality thing and the ability to get in there and, and work to what they do best is, uh, is where we're headed. You know, is that uh, there's different styles of play you can play on the defensive line, depending on who you are and the type of young men that you have. Uh, and we're work continually working and Frank's doing a great job working with those kids to build the defense kind of around the front seven, which is always a great starting point. Coach, um, can you tell us any details about the scrimmage, uh, big plays, who won the days, uh, stuff of that nature? Yeah, again, great question. We just got done watching it, started it. Nine o'clock this morning, 8.30 with the coaches and ground through it. And the kids are in meetings right now, sitting back and watching it. So I would say that the day was, done, the day was won by the defense um, overall. Uh, we did a nice job of taking care of the football on the offensive side of the ball. Didn't have enough explosive plays on the offensive side of the football, which in turn really gave the defense the opportunity to win the day. The offense did a nice job when they had an opportunity to start drives in the red zone of finishing those drives with uh, touchdowns for the most part. That was a, a huge positive. Um, I thought the special teams, we, we did some things. It's a little different than we usually do scrimmage one. Uh, we put as good a people as we could on both sides of the ball. So it wasn't really a, a scout team against the first punt team and so on. It was really good against good. So it was a good kickoff team against a good kickoff return team and a good punt team against a good punt return team, as good as we could build. And that really um, – gave us an idea of personnel, uh, put us ahead of the game on our personnel as far as who's going to have an opportunity to be in there. And it also shows some deficiencies that we had, obviously, in the punt game. It's really good on the punt return team, and we put some heavy pressure on the punter, and we got two punts blocked. And so that's something that we've got to dive into and, and make sure that uh, uh, we can fix those. They, they apparently are things that uh, we can fix fairly easy, but when you get a punt blocked, it's not an easy fix. It's a game changer, and it's the best way to lose a football game that – one person can really think of. So it was good competition in all three areas. Again, I would say the defense won the day. I thought we tackled well, need more explosive plays again on offense, as, as we said, um, and some really good evaluation from the special team standpoint, especially with the young players. Coach, can you talk a little bit about um, having to play the defending champion Boise State in, in the first week and how much does that uh, compress the pressure you're probably already feeling in getting ready for in 29 days yeah game uh game one is always very interesting as we all know and even more interesting with the with the COVID year that we're all we're all going through um playing Boise is is a tremendous challenge it's uh you know we all know where they are we all know where they've sat for many many years and and they have done a tremendous job of consistently playing football at a very high level in this league and quite frankly outside of this league um, so it's, uh, it's a tremendous challenge. It's something that we look forward to. Um, I'm sure these kids look at that and say, you know, if you want to be the best, not just on our side, but have an opportunity to be the best in this conference, 
you know, that's going to go through Boise um, each and every year. At some point, it's going to go through Boise. And, uh, you know, every team, I'm sure, feels the exact same way. And I'm sure Boise feels uh, the same way as uh, they're uh, traditionally a very powerful program. Again, not just in our conference, but throughout the country. And it's a great challenge for us. And it's one that our, t- our kids will definitely look forward to. Um, and it's, you know, it's a fun place to go play. I played there a few, t- a few times. Obviously, it's going to be way different this year. But I think our kids are looking forward to preparing first and then having an opportunity to get on that bus and go up and play uh, against a quality football team. Coach, uh, what positional groups of players are, have really stood out to you during the first full week of fall camp? Um, stood out. I would say that the defensive backfield has done really a nice job and, again, has some heavy competition. I like where they are. Um, I like the running backs, you know, from a practice standpoint. I thought that they've done a real good job of, of running hard and being physical and picking up protections, throwing quite a bit at them from the defensive side as far as some pass under pressure situations, and they've done a nice job of adapting there. Um, those two would kind of jump out at me. You know, the evaluation of the offense and defensive lines has really just started the last few days, and uh, the, we were very run heavy in that scrimmage uh, by design. We're trying to build a demeanor and an attitude of, be able to run the football and be physical and run the football. Um, and that, that evaluation really for the first time took place on multiple snaps, uh, which, which was good to see. So excited to see those offense and defensive linemen continue to grow and develop and fight against each other. But I would, I would single out the DBs and, and the running backs that uh, have done a nice job for us. And I would also say that, you know, the tight ends, um, have done a nice job. You know, Carson is the leader of that crew and has done a great job. And, Mo's come in and um, is back with us and, and doing a heck of a job back there. So that, that's a good crew of young men as they grow through also. Coach, I know we're still four weeks away from Boise State. When do you start prepping for them and how much longer do you guys start uh, keep working with on yourselves uh, because of the lack of opportunities being allowed to work with reps and players and such? Yeah, our coaches will start to um, evaluate practices. We'll practice today, and then the coaches will get back in here tomorrow morning and evaluate this practice. And then they'll take a couple hours every single day and start uh, breaking down and uh, spending time on Boise. Now, we also did that in the summer, just like everybody else does. And goodness knows we had plenty of time over the last few months to break down uh, opponents or who we thought we were going to play in Boise was one of those. So we have a little bit of a preliminary, preliminary scouting report that they'll start with that and start building from a player standpoint of practice. We will go through this next week um, and continue on taking care of the Aggies uh, most definitely and get ourselves another scrimmage or a couple opportunities to have many scrimmages throughout the weeks, depending on how we decide to do that with the players and to put them in the best spot to get better, to, to getting uh, game shape conditioning wise and also do everything we can to protect them um, and that'll go through this week and then the next week probably a week from this Wednesday we'll start to shift gears and spending some time on Boise State because um, they do a lot on offense uh, they do a lot on defense and they have really good players so as soon as we feel comfortable about getting our depths solidified for the most part and are too deep then we'll begin that process it will be a little different this year because our roster size is is not as big as it usually is just um, just through the way it's gone through is that, you know, we have whatever it may be a hundred kids or whatever it may be. And usually we have 10 or so more kids. 
we're adding a few more from, from high school. The kids have graduated to get out here with us, but we'll spend more time um, as a scout team this year, uh, really servicing each other. Um, and, and that's good. It's good on good kind of servicing each other. And that there's some carryover, enough carryover on our offense and our defense to help us prepare for Boise that way also. Coach, I appreciate uh, some of the insight on the personnel and whatnot. I got a question regarding uh, the offense and some of the new additions to the team. Obviously, Jason Shelley and DHC were the headline names, but then um, freshman John Gentry and then transfer Justin McGriff. Um, all these guys have a chance to play a major role in the offense this year. What have you seen from them so far um, this fall and what should we expect from them uh, come October 24th? Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to remember all those that I can as I go through there. And <laughs> this one, jump back at me and I'll hit it. So let's start with sure. uh, Jason Shelley. You know, Jason's done a great job of coming in and, and competing, um, being a great teammate. Uh, works very well in the quarterback room, extremely smart. You know, he's, uh, he's not doing backflips over the performance of the offense yesterday, nor should he be. Uh, neither quarterback is, quite frankly, and, and Andrew's the same way. So we need to work to get better at, at all positions. And that's not saying the quarterbacks didn't play well overall. It's just offensively, it always goes to the quarterback. Um, and uh, he's done a good job. He's, he's savvy. He's um, handled things well. And he's a great teammate and is excited to be competing uh, for the job that he's competing for. And, and DHC, you know, limited time yesterday with DHC and with Jalen Warren, both in the backfield. Didn't give them the ball a lot yesterday, but gave them enough to get them warmed up. And we really, you know, used them quite extensively throughout the week. Um, so yesterday was a time to look at uh, some of the other backs. But DHC is, is uh, again, an experienced back, knows how to take care of himself, smart, understands, you know, where, where he is, that uh, he's in a, in a – in a stable of what we would expect to be very good running backs um, and uh, is excited about his opportunity to compete and play. Um, John Gentry, you know, got his first opportunity to yesterday to really get in there and, and play and, and showed some good things, some good physical runs. It's kind of still going fast for him as a freshman, which is a hundred percent to be expected. And uh, you know, like what we see, he's got tremendous speed. Again, a young man that comes to work every day. That's a really, to my opinion, that's a credit to his family and his parents and, and his quite in his, in his high school program. Um, those are tough dudes and they play football the right way, the right way there at North shore. And uh, you bring those kids into a college program and they're, they're ready to get uh, rocking and rolling when they, when they come into to the program. So he's, he's in a good spot. Um, Justin McGriff, you know, he, he's a guy that you have to look at and say, we need to give him an opportunity in practice and scrimmage to, and scrimmages to make plays. And you have to give him that opportunity prior to games. And that is something that the, he came here to be a, a playmaker. Uh, he's a, a big giant target and he's a tremendous, tremendous kid. He works his tail off out there on the football field. And, and we need to make sure that we give him opportunities to make plays. I think he can be, um, uh, a game changer in games, but right now we have to see him be a game changer in practice and scrimmages to um, ensure that he can be a game changer in games. So providing opportunities for him um, is a, a big, big, big assignment for our coaches this next two weeks in practice and let him show us what he can do. Uh, who'd I miss? You're four for four. Okay. Got them all. Great answer. <laughs> my best. Uh, coach, I just looking at the schedule, every game is probably going to be in cold weather, some likely with some snow. You've got a few mobile quarterbacks and several options at running back. So how confident are you that that might give you an advantage over some of your other teams should you face, you know, really, really inclement weather? Well, that's, you know, we, we have our, our plan to win. And 
our plan to win has been the same for so many years. And at Utah State, I would say for the last 10 years, the, the plan to win has stayed exactly the same. And we did add a, a new um, plan to a new category, I suppose, to our plan to win, and that's play complementary football. And this year, it's really going to rear its head at us. Uh, you would think the percentages are that's going to take place with the weather, and that would be being able to physically run the football and and be able to put ourselves in a position to, um, you know, have have a, a nice physical presence about us uh, on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball because there may be those games. Now, that doesn't take the fact the way you want to get the ball to have explosive plays on offense and going to get that ball into those uh, playmakers hands. But uh, I would agree with what you're saying. The chances of, of not so good weather every game is fairly high uh, without a doubt. And our ability to be able to, to run the football with our tight ends, um, our offensive line, our running backs, you know, uh, DT at times, you got to get the ball in that kid's hands. He's special. And and then obviously our, our quarterbacks running the football too needs to be a big part of our run game because they are um, athletic guys and they can make people miss. Coach, the Mountain West um, went with not having divisions this year and just going with the top two teams um, via winning percentage. Is that what you're hoping for? And how does that change your strategy of approaching the season? Yeah, it's, it's interesting that that was the concept that um, they decided to not go with the, with the, the sides of the divisions. And, um, but it didn't make a difference for us. We're playing the exact same people. And it looked like that to me that it was that way through most of the schedule. So, um, you know, the schedule, it was given to us. That's who we're going to play. Uh, so the fact that it didn't, uh, you know, it didn't affect our scheduling. It didn't really affect our side much from what I can see. Uh, the thing that it, it's just you worry about is just uh, hopefully everybody can play, right? And, you know, I've heard that some schools now possibly shut down right now, not practicing for a little bit, or some haven't even quite started yet, or they're just getting started. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a crapshoot, as we know, through this year to be able to get everybody to play. I just hope it, it works out the right way. But, uh, again, our schedule is who we anticipated it being long ago and, and didn't change. So I suppose that's a positive. Hey, Coach, I was wondering if we can get an update on Ty Shaw's status. Ty Shaw? Yes, sir. Yeah, Ty is, was uh, reinstated, and uh, Ty has decided to move forward in life, and he's doing great. Um, you know, last time I talked to him wasn't too long ago. He's, uh, he's enjoying life outside of football. Thanks, Coach. Yep. When's your next scrimmage, Coach? Oh boy, that's a great question. Uh, we're going to talk about that tonight as the staff. And um, I would think it, looking at next Friday, I would just, if I was guessing right now, I would say it would be Friday, but we will have some mini scrimmages in between. Uh, when I say that, you know, we have, a, say we have an 18 period practice, each period is five minutes long. We may have six periods of a, of a certain situational scrimmage, maybe red zone, maybe um, you know, third downs and then some control down scenarios thrown in there, whatever it may be. So uh, a bigger scrimmage, I would guess Friday at this point, probably will not be 80 plays, more like 60 with a little bit of more situational football um, sprinkled in. Thanks. Did with those 80 um, reps that the quarterbacks got um, on Friday, was that pretty evenly split among them or yeah, I, I would bet it was it well by by design. 
<clears throat> excuse me, by design, it was split fairly evenly. You know how drives go without some drives last longer than other drives. So I couldn't give you the exact breakdown, but by design, as far as how many times we were going out there and playing it, it seemed to be really even to me. Um, Cooper Lega came in and, and got a series there at the end. And, uh, but between um, those first two guys, it should have been split reps. I would imagine they're within probably 10 reps of, of each other. Uh, just following up with Ty Shaw, Coach, is there any other players who have decided to uh, also move on uh, from football? On our – well, from when on, Jay? I mean, we've got kids that, you know, there's always fluctuation in our, in our, in our roster as we go through time. Who, who would you be specifically talking about? Uh, I, I guess I don't have anyone specific in mind. It's just there's any player there's, that – There's a couple kids that have decided to, you know, through this whole process and, um, you know – Caden Anderson is one. Caden is. I talked to him yesterday, and you know, football time was uh, was great for him, and he's moved on in life and excited about the opportunities that he's got out there in front of him. Logan Lee, you know, this young man had an unbelievable job opportunity. Um, you know, he's, he's probably making more money right now than than I was making my first twenty five years of coaching football. So, great opportunity for him. Um, geez, who else? You know, Chase Nelson has uh, a medical situation um, as far as, but he's healthy, he's fine. He just, football wasn't in the cards at this point. So nothing as far as, you know, as, as, as a kid that has decided that I'm not going to play this year and I'm going to come back and play next year, or I'm not going to play this year and I'm going to go somewhere else and play. Um, moving along in life and putting themselves in a position to be uh, successful as they see They've given everything they could to Aggie Nation, those kids, and they're excited about the, the, the path that they're on, and I'm excited to watch them and continually talk to them as they move through. And I don't think I missed – did I miss anybody? That I don't can't think of anybody. Yeah, so – but those uh, – that's it. That's the ones I can think of off the top of my head. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Coach, you said you're really watching for the injuries. Um, is it so far so good, or, or is anybody – Again, great, great, great question. And yes, uh, we're in a good spot right now after 80s, 80s uh, plays yesterday and a week of practice. Um, you know, you have your bumps and bruises and bangs here and there, but uh, our kids are in a good spot. And, you know, we're looking forward to, you know, that uh, that holding up right now. And it's been it's been good for us.